passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you get your podcast at. And of course, youtube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, Postmarks. Hello. Hello. It's Tuesday night. We watched some NXT and we're going to talk all about it. We're going to spill the tea because we are your NXT friends. 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 Up next, Burt's hello. We are live and it's spring break. It's spring breaking. Spring break. Yeah. Forever. Spring break forever in the middle of April. But hey, someone somewhere out there. No, no, that is when spring break tends to be. It's usually March. Here in Canada, we have March break and then the week after. Is... True. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I just got um, uh, yesterday, actually marked seven years in Canada. Hey. Um, so I flew out I from, hey. from Miami on the 23rd of April 2016 and landed in Canada on April 24th, 2016. But it's funny because, yeah, I went, I did WrestleMania. I did a bit of a road trip. Right. And each town I went to, it was like, oh, you should have been here last week because it was spring break. And every week was like last week. Yeah. yeah right. But at least I'm here this Tuesday for spring yeah. break. Yeah. It was, it was such a real spring break that the vignettes and videos they filmed probably like earlier today for spring break. Yeah. It was like a rainy day. Yeah. It, <laughs> it fit great for the later segment when yeah. there was potentially a murder on the show. And I'm not talking about Indy Hartwell's ankle and I hope she's okay. But like the, there was just a lot of them in the gray 
it, it, the show in, already it, went long, and then they're like, and no, then there's no, an injury. We, just gonna let you know that pretty deadly are dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The main event, the main event had an injury possibly, and it went long, but we still got to air the segment where there was murder. So mm. it, that's classic NXT. Like yeah. the, the things change, they stay the same. So yeah, we'll get into all of that. But happy spring break wherever you are and uh, whenever it is. Maybe you're listening to this like. Years later, somehow, and it's spring break time, and that's how you found this. Maybe you thought this was a review of the movie Spring Break, but uh, it can tell you it's not. I'm surprised we haven't reviewed that, actually. No, I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Great movie. Great film. film. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So uh, we are... uh, We're going to talk about some NXT tonight, but there's a lot going on in the world of of wrestling, it seems. In in a span of 24 hours, things can just change. One, One day, people can be asking... When will CM Punk come back? And the next day, some people will say, CM Punk is back. Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe in a different company. No, possibly not. Yeah. These, these, everything, everything's Eventually, crazy. people are going to ask, when is CM Punk going away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost <laughs> I, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it. yeah. So he shows up on Raw yesterday? Like before? <laughs> not yeah. on Raw. Like yeah, he shows up Raw. on Raw, yeah. Um. Just, just wanted to to pop in, say hello, say hello to his friends. Hasn't been there for nine years. Thought he'd just be like, "Hi guys, how's it going?" Look, you know, I'm not a support. I'm no, that's not true. I, I was gonna say I'm not a supporter of the Miz. I'm just gonna say Miz isn't my favorite, but mm. I love the Miz because I think he's good at what he does. But he, is he my my favorite? No. But CM Punk needed to 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 mend some things there. Yeah. I think on his part, I would like. I think just because. He said some mean things. He did in the past. Uh, so is, is that why he showed up? He yeah, hey just, yo, man. He woke up after everything that's gone on yeah. since uh, brawl out. Right. He just woke up one day and was like, "Wow, Miz is in town. Yeah. Miz and Paul are in town. I better go and <laughs> go and say hello and hope they're doing well." Does he like? Does he have like a list that says like people to kill and then like you know what? I need to 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 cross people off this list. Yeah. I need to go through them. So the Miz. <laughs> Uh, Triple H, yeah. maybe Vince, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, just Vince was the one that asked him to leave. Apparently. Yeah. So, so people are reporting Punk was there. People are saying that he was on a flight with some wrestlers coming back from somewhere and then went to the, the Chicago arena where Raw was and then was asked to leave after a, a little while. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, pretty smart because, like I always say, this guy knows how to make people talk about yeah. him like all the time. So he's always working in a strange era of wrestling but he's no matter what what like he is the most talked about thing in wrestling always there was a new title revealed last night and people still are talking about cm punk more than that i wouldn't say it's uh it's doing a whole lot of good of you know mending fences in your own locker room no i'm sure a lot of people are gonna be kind of like feeling a like, certain yo, way about that yeah um but yet no you're completely right he always knows how to be in the news. Yeah, it uh, seems that way. And look, I am. I I do think things all went the wrong way. I think he is a lot to blame for it. And I do think the guy is a bit of a dick. But I am kind of looking forward to seeing him come back. As sure. Because well. this guy is. It's just fascinating. What's going to happen next? What's going to piss him off next time? Yeah. Is he going to have some really good matches again and then fuck off? Like probably. Yeah. But uh, I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Uh, I imagine he just shows up to the. Was it the Allstate Arena? Is that the arena? Well, that, then, like, you, you, uh, yeah, it's the... Which is the arena, arena. Which is the arena, like... The, the main one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you then, like, you hear that Triple H has an announcement to 
That's going to shock wrestling to its very core. WWE Collision. Well, exactly. That's what I was like. Are they announcing this new show on a Saturday? Right. Collision. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't say it was shock, shook to the core yesterday. No. Uh, I think I'm definitely in the wrong, but that title sucks. I hate that title. I think it looks terrible. Really? Yeah. Um, I know. I, th- I Talking to some friends today, people, people are like, no, you're crazy. I'm like, I've been looking at it, looked at the video, the new renders of it. No, I think it's really lazy. I think the AEW one looks way better than the WWE one. I also I, the whole thing's a cop out. Like you're saying, sorry, Roman actually booked a movie, so let's just make a new title, a runner-up title. Well, yeah, like I, I do like the look of the title. I, I yeah. do. I think it's nice, and I like that they've gone more for a, a like a bit of a classic look uh, compared to their their other stuff. But I mean, I've been against the idea of splitting these titles or having a new title for so long. Like all these titles have meant something recently. Yeah. Um. Like the IC title on Gunther has has meant so much more. He's brought so much prestige to it. For sure. And Triple H kind of coming out and being like, "Hey, so no one's beating Roman, so we better have a a new title." Yeah. It, it gets the feeling, you know, when we've had NXT call ups like Asuka just vacating the title and then Ember Moon means it wins it. It's like, ah, well, it doesn't doesn't really mean shit. Um, if this was like, if the idea is having, like, I don't get, I, I was definitely in the camp of let it play out with the whole Cody thing. And now you go, well, if you're going to just give be it like, well, we can't just have this title on someone who doesn't always defend it all the time. Give it to Cody. Yeah. Have him as that floating champion. Or if he decides to then split it, like, cool. Um, also, it, it's funny seeing the, uh, the like uh, belt nerds out there, and oh, I mean, yeah. I mean that affectionately. There is a lot but, of them out there. We know a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, but it's all right. So, what is the lineage <laughs> of this title? <laughs> so it's we we've done we we review the Halloween movies yeah. every Halloween yeah, and we've talked about how there's like different like it just fractures and splits there's off. The these Halloween Halloween two Halloween three is separate. Then there's Halloween four. That's he's. Somewhat, and then that. four, five, and six were disregarded, and then, and then two the other were ones were disregarded, were yeah, and no. all of that. Yeah. So then there's a few remakes. <laughs> so Triple H was given the World Heavyweight Championship, right? Yeah. Which, which from many, Bischoff, yeah, from Bischoff, which many say like continues that WCW right. lineage. Let's say even if it doesn't, we have that from Triple H. It goes up until Randy Orton, John Cena at TLC, really, I think, yeah, 2013, that, yeah, where right. they unified the titles. So it's then it's the WWE and World Heavyweight Championship, but he's carrying both the whole time. Right. Then you get like Daniel Bryan winning it, and then it gets vacated, and then I think it's it's Cena, then Brock, and then I think eventually, yeah, like so eventually they they like you like drop Brock just starts carrying one title around, doesn't he? Right. And just has the WWE title. But it's like that that title's eaten that one up. So right, essentially, yeah. it's still got the World Heavyweight they Championship that, yeah. lineage. And then this got unified with the Universal title that they created. So now that one surely has all the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE and the Universal lineage. But now, aren't they saying that this is picking up from that one. the lineage of that one? So where do we end? Is it Randy? Yeah. Is Randy the yeah, last yeah. champion? I guess so. Which is, it's such a cop-out. The whole thing, look, titles are props anyways. But mm. like, the whole thing is such a cop-out that 
why wouldn't you just have a match where Roman split it and have that at back? Like maybe the guys, I don't know. He's just not announced for this show. It seems like maybe he's gone for a while. Like clearly they just want the 1000 day thing. Mm. And then this is, this is their way around it. I just feel it's so weird. So lazy. Like think of it as a movie or a TV show. And, like the bad guy doesn't even get killed, and they're like, you know what? We'll just we'll just go off. I with think this what now. makes it worse is if Cody ends up winning this new championship. Yeah, Co- Cody has to beat Roman for that championship. Although, although uh, Dust- Dusty Rhodes never held the the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, did he? Yeah, I mean, so the win. So who, who? When does it get crowned at Backlash? No, 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 no. no. The they're, they're doing Night of Champions, Champions the crowned. Saudi show. So I imagine some sort of tournament. Is what I imagine. Yeah, imagine Brock beats Cody at Backlash somehow. They rematch it for... It's Brock versus Cody at... Brock versus Cody for this championship. Yeah, and Cody loses You know who I think should win this championship? Roman Reigns. Yeah, have all three. Why not? Just just do it. The Triple Crown Championship. I don't understand it all. Uh, I love that they were like, Triple H has a groundbreaking announcement. It's such a Tony Khan thing to do. But then it was just like, hey, here's this... This title that like is like what like wh- what was the reason? Did someone ask for hey we need another title on this okay. show? Okay, the only thing like I'm in like the only way I see it why they're doing this is if they're doing a really really hard brand split here, right? Okay, and that that I'd be interested in seeing. Okay, because we we've seen so many times in the past they start the roster split and then, and then they lose interest. They they go really hard from it. Like at the start, they'll have SmackDown pay-per-views, Raw pay-per-views. Then they'll start merging the pay-per-views. Then they'll have, you know, the one night a year where Raw and SmackDown fight. And then they'll do it again and then again and again. And it kind of filters, yeah, uh, like it fizzles out. Like this is Triple H's round going at it. Like if you're doing a really hard split and, you know, make it hot, make the shows look different, like all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'd give it a go, and but I do think it needs to be your, like, like at this point, it's not going to be Sami Zayn. It needs to be Cody to eventually beat Roman for this thing. You still need to treat this title, Roman's title, as the, as the, the guy to beat, the one to beat. But it does definitely make this new one feel like a, a 1B. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah, it's, it's right away. It's definitely a consolation prize. Yeah, right away it feels that way. So it's so silly, like... The announcement just felt like a cop out. Like, okay, you're now just gonna give. What happens if Cody wins this? He's supposed to act like he 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 did something. No, you lost. So like, mm-hmm. what does this actually? So like, Roman going forward will only be on SmackDown. Well, wh- wherever he's drafted to. Oh right. Okay. Oh, so maybe SmackDown's getting this title. Like Roman could be on Raw. Roman's not gonna be anywhere for a while, it seems. But like, he could. Be I think on Roman's Raw. at Night of Champions. No, I think he's defending that right. on that show. Okay. I think because that's sure. the uh, that's the day one thousand lands on that day. Oh yeah. Okay. So I think he's defending there. Right. Okay. Um, I I see Roman probably staying on SmackDown and this being the Raw Championship. This one. Um, well, after tonight, you should just give the title to Obafemi. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that for sure. But yeah, uh, really, really weird. I, I love me some championship belts, but this one did not blow me away at okay. all. Like the the one. That Roman has now, like the WWE mm. title or universal one. Yeah. Like it's just the WWE. Yeah. I didn't like that one at first, but like it's, I like that one better than the new really? one. Yeah. I like that it's got a bit of that classic thing on it. Yeah. I do think the, it looks the like, WWE thing looks a little bit stuck on, like in the middle. Yeah. But I, I like that it's, it's got a bit more of like 
trying to lean back into the history a little bit. And I guess to me, it looked like I love 2K, and we haven't played enough mm. in 2K23 yet, but we do, we have played it a bit. And like some of the creations on that game are mm. insane. Some of the wrestlers and things people can make. They've already made this title and stuff like that, but this title looks like I made it yeah. in these games. I'm not good at creating things in these games. It looks like I took the world big gold and just went, okay, and then the WWE side plate logo mm. right in the middle. And yeah. that was like what they did with it. So it didn't, it didn't make me go, oh, that looks great. Or like, oh, I would it's buy It's not that. my favorite one, but no. I'm, I'm glad it's not just like, you know, now a purple belt with a big WWE and sure, this is yeah. the new one. I'm glad it does yeah. look different. I think it makes most sense. Like, I think it should be Seth to win this thing. Because nah, I, almost. Almost. <laughs> no, I just, as we said, like it, it doesn't, it real, really feels like a consolation prize if Cody wins it. Right. Like Cody's got to win that big one. Seth is hot right now, is someone who's going to consistently put on great matches, is in that babyface role now, and has already held the WWE and Universal. So it's not like his first big championship win is this new yeah, fake belt. Yeah, it sucks. Like it's up, he's someone who can establish it. And I think right. that makes more sense than... Anyone, probably. It's it's just kind of silly, because it's supposed to be the WWE Universal Championship, which is the one that Roman has the crazy reign with, mm. right? Which I think is one of the dumber names of a title. You could just have that one eaten up mm. into the WWE. So Roman then has the WWE title. Sorry, the, the WWE World title, Roman also has. And now they have the WWE World Heavyweight title. Yeah, but they dropped the... Even though it says World Heavyweight title, I think it was when Dean yeah, was they, champion. they pick and choose. When Dean became yeah. the champion, they just started calling it the WWE title. And then it was the Universal title. Ridiculous. And they haven't said World title for So a silly. Just have one. And now we're adding a third, it seems. So. No, I, I, yeah. com- I much prefer having one champion. So weird. And as I said, the only reason why I think they're doing this is to like do a harder brand split. Yeah, they just have the IC. I already see like they already headlines. have it on sale, right? Like that's another right. thing. Like belt wankers these days love these things. So like, it it's probably already sold like a fucking shit. Oh yeah, so For they're sure. probably fine. Uh, yeah, it's no divas title to me, and nothing ever will be. No. But uh, that's that's the next per- next purchase there. So yeah, uh, Punk showing up at Raw. There's a new title. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about a bit more about both those things probably this weekend mm-hmm. over on Poison Rana. I would advise people to go follow us on whatever podcast app you find your sh- shit on because at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff, we have so many shows, including Poison Rana every week, where we'll be talking about those two things, but plus Dynamite this week and uh, some more Wembley talk, I'm sure, as tickets are starting to. The prices. Oh boy, they're real cheap. Anyone wants to go. <laughs> You realize that's in pounds, oh, not, God. not Canadian dollars. Oh, yeah, true. Our <laughs> so week, times two. Our weak Canadian dollar. Two. Yeah, the Canadian yeah. dollar is so soft. Okay, well, we'll be talking about that too. Over- right. I'm, I'm using my line of credit. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of shows. We got a Detox 420 special out last week with Jordan and I, joined by Steve Grows Weed, talking all about some fun stuff. Uh, we got a new What Up, though, at B Detroit mm-hmm. and Cino. B held it down last Sunday. He did a great job. So go check out there. I, I'm sure I want to hear B and Cino discuss a bit about the CM Punk uh, and draft, apparently. Yeah, they're doing their own draft uh, coming out this Friday uh, before SmackDown uh, yeah. with, the, with the beginning of the new draft. Um, yeah, looking forward to hear that. B is so great to talk to. It was a pleasure having him on Poison Rana on Sunday. 
and uh, always love him and Sino go at it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that show. Yeah, obviously, Sino does Shot in the Dark every week, 15 minutes or less in podcast form. You can find out what happens throughout the wrestling world of all the shows you don't watch, like NXT Level Up, Ring of Honor, which I finally watched because our I boy yeah. <laughs> Gringo effing Loco stole the whole damn show. If this guy's not signed, Tony, what are you doing? Put the You need a world champion. This is the guy right yeah. here. Uh, yeah, we, we love Gringo. We're going to be watching we'll him. We'll be seeing Gringo on Thursday. On Thursday night. The res. Yeah. Defending the Premier Champion. You, you're talking about title reigns? Gringo Loco, the Premier Champion. Yeah, Toronto Demand guy. Lucha. Yeah, he, that reign's been pretty pretty epic so far. Yeah, Toronto wrestling fans, you know, we've ran into a bunch of our listeners now, but it's become our like home base fed mm. as, just because we're just fans of it. And shout out Jordan who runs it and just they put on such a great show. We will be there Thursday, so definitely say hi if you're there and would recommend getting a ticket. These shows are so much fun. Uh and Gringo Loco is on it. So amazing. That match is going to be uh, awesome. So yeah, uh, lots going on. Follow us on Poison Rana. We do have a Patreon which mm-hmm. I would advise you guys, look, we're trying to save up for these flights to uh to go over to the the great Wembley show. So patreon.com slash poisonrana for five bucks a month you get access to like five hundred podcasts, including some new shows like the Sesh. The Sesh, yes. I was joined by Brandon from New Jersey Whoa. last week to talk all about episode four of the final season of Succession. Wow. And this week I'll be joined uh, by our friend from Australia, Jared Black. Nice. Uh, we've talked about to him about a bunch of Friday 13th yep. films before. Chucky. But, uh, he, he's binge-watched Succession and really wants to chat about it. So he's kind of cashing in his up yours uh, to do an episode of The Sesh. Hell yeah. Um, another big episode this week. Can't wait to talk about that. I'm actually recording that tomorrow. So we'll hopefully release that one tomorrow night. Um, but also on the Patreon, we just, we, we finally hit a, hit a Lance milestone. We completed 2013 NXT. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we do a show called was next. Yeah. I know we are what, up next, but we have a show called was next where we go back and we do retro NXT reviews. And we started right from the beginning and then we've been going through like the full set era and stuff. So we we've been covering 2013 for quite a while. Like hot young Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. uh, Bo Dallas, Sasha Banks becoming the boss, Charlotte being introduced, Bailey, some huge huge names. Regal, Roman Reigns. We just so this episode features William Regal's last match against Antonio Cesaro, Claudio versus Regal. We just reviewed it. We were joined by Chris Price and Anne Marie, our was experts. These two write in every time we do one of these shows and give their feedback, and they watch like a, a weird retro NXT book club with us. So we thought it would be great to have them on, and it was such a fun show. And honestly, like it's such a great snapshot of like where these some of these stars go and who they become. And the best part was looking at our our in memoriam of the ones in, that were in NXT and didn't just. Didn't quite make it anywhere. Shout out Garrett Dillon. Shout out Chris Christopherson's <laughs> son. And you'll learn more about NXT when you listen to this show. It's like, we know we do a best and worst of show at the end of every year. Yeah. And we always do that. And we go like, fuck, what happened in this year? <laughs> and then Chris Price, our listeners, like, uh, hey, you should do that for NXT 2013. <laughs> We've been covering this show for two and a half years yeah. before we got to the end of it. Yeah. So trying to remember stuff that happened in... January 2013 was tough. was tough, but Anne-Marie and Chris did a great job of 
jogging on memory. And it was a really fun chat. Yeah. So that was a fun show. We talked about the PC because they definitely focus on, on that and like kind of the formation of it when it first opened up. But then, yeah, Regal versus Cesaro, which is Regal's last match. But we also get in some trivia if that is correct or not. Mm. So great show that was over on the Patreon. Uh, we also did our Super Mario Bros. 1993 review. And this week... You're doing some succession talk. It seems we need to talk about another TV show that some people are talking about. And we have done some reviews in the past. So to answer some of your questions, yes, we are doing a review of The Mandalorian Season 3 all in one podcast. We're going to record that Thursday. So get your feedback in. I'll put a a thread up on the the Facebook and and such. So we're going to talk all about some some binjarin, some... Bin you, Grogu, Din Jaren, Dick Togo, yes, whatever. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait to talk all about it. Lizzo, Jack Black. It's going to be a great show. So yeah, some some more Star Wars talk on a podcast. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put that on the Patreon this week, but maybe in a week or so I'll give it out for free because I know you TV people love some Mandalorian stuff, but patrons are going to get it first this week. So yeah, lots of stuff. It's only five bucks. Go support us. You get access to everything in that back catalog, and I swear we will stop plugging right now. Uh, but I did see some good news before we jump into NXT, some good wrestling news. I know you'll be happy. Shane McMahon is in rehab, and his leg, he's already back in the gym. He's working on something. He's going to have that Cena recovery. He's cooking. Shane McMahon's How 50 Cent. How long the Rumble? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's getting ready for that big, big... I mean, Saudi mania is too soon. Uh, money, uh, sorry. I mean, there's this new championship. Who better than the, <laughs> the best, the in, the best world. in the world? Shane, Shane McMahon. McMahon, yeah. So, uh, our, that's how you establish this championship. Shane O'Mac. The one title that's eluded him <laughs> his whole career. <laughs> yeah, you know, he never won the title. No. Vince did. Vince did. You know, Steph, 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 Steph did. Was women's champion. Shane was like icy, hardcore. What was uh, he? Lin- Linda was just known for the, the clinics in Japan. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the European and hardcore champion was that right, Shane. Okay. And a tag team champion. Really? Triple crown. Wow. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, more... no. Was he hardcore champ? Was he icy champ? He was Maybe European was champ, for sure. Some trivia question. Fire in Frank would know this, yeah. the WWE champion. But, I thought he must have been hard. Him and, him and Steve Blackman. Yeah, yeah, they fought in the hardcore thing. Yeah. yeah, that's someone we need back. We Steve, keep saying every year, but where is he? He's looking great. He's actually like a cop or something now, what is he? He's kicking ass somewhere. Security or something? Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, so that was some bit of a, some good news that I saw this week. And uh, yeah, uh, someone in the chat, Chris Leone, says he was European and hardcore champion. And tag, Chris. Never forget. Who yeah. was his partner? The Miz. We saw the match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, well, should we should we dive into some... They beat the Usos, didn't they? That, <laughs> really? The, I think so. Wow. Well, the Usos won it off them. I can't remember. Okay. Well... Great stuff. Well, in a year, he'll be back. Maybe he'll be... Uh, maybe he'll be wrestling somewhere else. Yeah. Right? He's He's got a... Uh, He's got to complete the trilogy against the Miz at Mania, I think. That would be pretty sweet. Triple yeah. threat with Grayson Snoop. Waller helps helps Miz win. Yeah. Snoop, oh yeah, we need the rematch. Miz versus Shane and Snoop is in his Or do you like just a whole like Miz, Waller, Shane, KSI, Logan Paul, all of them, all of them. Yeah. Fatal Five Way. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All the people who do elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Good That's stuff. That's true. Well, should we talk about some spring breaking? Yeah, let's do it. Let's break some spring, whatever that means. And we shall talk about the Tuesday, April 25th edition of WWE NXT Spring 
breaking. And we have a great video package here where it's all the NXT cast and stars and superstars and, you know, PC people hanging out, having a picnic and a spring break party on a somewhat gloomy day. Gloomy so, day. yeah, kind of unfortunate. The weather has been bad down in Florida lately. So uh, I hope everyone down there is doing OK. Uh, so they're hanging out and they're having a picnic and we see all the likes of the stars like Hank, Tank. Hank and Tank. There's got to be some other guy with a matching name. Uh, there's uh, all the other people. We Fire see Frank. Yeah, Frank, Tank, Wank. We see Ivy Nile fighting someone doing an arm wrestling contest with the Creeds, and they're like, yeah, no one can beat Ivy in arm wrestling. We see Big Body Javi is looking through the food, and there's one hamburger left. And he looks down, and he goes to grab it, and someone else tries to grab it, but he, beat, he beats them to it. And before looking at the person, he says... Wait, you trying to steal Big Body's burger? Like, no, don't you know who I am? But he looks up, and it's Big Body Daba Kato. Oh. And then it's like a Scooby-Doo, like, runaway scene. Like, ah, and Daba's chasing him here. Uh, Nathan Frazier, just living in the past, wearing a NXT UK t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out. I wear old t-shirts. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Ago, yeah. yeah. It, it's like wearing, like, a band that's no longer together. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of hipster, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's hanging out with Wendy Chu and we haven't seen Wendy Chu in a while. Yeah. Well, they're here, they're playing cornhole and she helps, she, he, he helps talk her into like winning here. And, uh, she, she gets like the, the bag in the hole or whatever. We see then the witches. So they're, they're, uh, Nathan Fraser is trying to teach her how to play. And she's like, that sounds impossible. I got to throw it into this hole. Almost sounds as impossible as Andre Chase beating, Bron Breaker tonight, and then she does it. So she's like, "Whoa, maybe Andre Chase will be Bron Breaker." And then they laugh. Nah. Yeah, nah. Uh, we see Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. The witches, of course, in this party found the big fountain, mm. and they're casting spells. They think it's a cauldron, and uh, well, that's when we see Big Body get thrown into the fountain, and the witches are talking some witches oh, and kill him. Yeah, <laughs> sacrifice first murder of yeah, the night, first uh, technically. Of the night. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the uh, the Scottish witches were drinking some iron brew. Yeah, you you took a still of this, and it's I think it is orange orange bottle. Yeah, lit. let's do the math here: two Scottish people yeah. and a bottle of orange like yeah pop. Iron brew. So it's iron brew for sure. So shout out iron brew. Uh, Davy opened my eyes to the the brew that is iron. Yeah, I always quite enjoy these openings NXT do. They're very cheesy, yeah. and but they're pretty fun. Yeah, pretty campy yeah. NXT type stuff. But you want more camp? How about a trunk match? That's what we're starting with here. Every time I kept on thinking they were saying a Trump match. A Trump match. Trump match. Trunk match. What would be a Trump match? They've had a few. I mean, WWE. back home we'd call it a car boot. <laughs> right, a car boot match. Car boot match. A trunk. Yeah. Right. Okay. That was the NXT UK ones. Car boot match. Car boot match. <laughs> it was pretty deadly. Yeah. yeah. So Tony D'Angelo and. Stacks are taking on pretty deadly here in this grudge trunk match. And so the obstacle of this match is you got to incapacitate your opponents and put them in the back of a trunk and drive out the arena. Classic. Yes. Everyone knows this. I was, I was talking to our friend Fire Frank earlier today and he says, uh, uh, doing some trivia that Bruno San Martino used to, you know, defend uh, his, his titles to the, the wide Italian audiences back in the day. With a trunk match. With a trunk match. Yeah, probably. I believe every word of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, so it's like an ambulance match. It's like a... Last a ride. Last ride match, yeah. So they show the car. It's this like old classic blue 
Chevy, I think. I'm not a car guy, but it looked nice. And this this popped me so much here. Vic Joseph and Booker T on commentary, of course. And they mentioned that this is actually Stack's uncle's car. And Stack's uncle is Henry Hill. So kayfabe-wise, they are telling me that Stax is in fact related to Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Henry Hill is, oh, is the that guy. Who that was yeah. most? Okay. So to rewind a little bit, going back when they first introduced introduced Stax yeah. and Two Dimes, we were trying to figure out where they got the names. Mm. Stax is the character in Goodfellas, yep. played by Samuel L. Jackson. So here they're now saying that Henry Hill, kayfabe wise, is Stax's uncle, and that this is his car that Stax is using here. So love it. I was just blown away by this. And uh, you can check out our Goodfellas review on our Patreon from yeah. last summer. Which is a fantastic movie. So it uh, got, me, got me with that. Maybe Henry Hill is his uncle. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he could be. Possibly. He's dead, but he still could be his uncle. He can like, still be an yeah, uncle yeah, being When dead. you're dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out dead uncles. Yeah. We all love you still. Bless yeah. them. So uh, this starts off with uh, Tony D and Stax fighting off these guys. It's uh, a street fight, but a trunk match. I love Pretty Deadly's street fight gear. They're wearing just their crop top things and tassel like pants. Like cowboy, like tassel pants with but knee with pads knee- over it. <laughs> it's like that's what they wear in the streets. Yeah. So that's what they wear to uh, this kind of match. So these guys are all brawling. There's chairs and chains brought into this. Lots of callbacks to old Tony D matches. And... Uh, there's trash can lids getting thrown and drop kicks into the face. There's then a, uh, like the set of spring break in is like beach chairs and yeah. things. And there's a, a ball pit, a pit of balls. And Tony D like throws both pretty deadly into them. And then Stax does this like running like senton into the ball. This looked like fun, but <laughs> just jumping bit, yeah. into the, the thing. Like, is there adult? Yeah, a lot of these weapons didn't look like they hurt. Like, at one point, he uses, what, a foam surfboard? Surfboard, dingy board thing, yeah. Uh, They go to commercial. When we come back, we see now Pretty Deadly is in control, and they're using the chairs and smacking these guys around. And then they hit spilt milk on one of them in the ring, and then they get the other outside, and they hit it again. And then they start to drag them through the, the crowd because the car is set up like... We had the ambulance match a few months ago. Yeah. It's in the same kind of position there in the CWC. And these two are dragging Tony and Stax over there. And that's when we we don't see Stax for a while. But when Elton goes to open up the trunk and put Tony D in it, Stax is in there with a fire extinguisher and like just sprays Elton in the face. And I remembered which one was Elton because he's blonde, just like yes, Elton. thank you. Uh, Tony, D, Tony D then pulls out the crowbar, another callback here, nails Elton in the face, and then he just so happens to fall so elegantly into the back of a trunk <laughs> from a crowbar shot. They then hit their finisher, the pretty much the Aussie Open finish, yep. uh, through a table on Kit Wilson, and then they put him in the back of the trunk, and they close it. And Pretty Deadly are going to sleep with the fishes later tonight is mm. what they joke about. But boy, were they serious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the trunk match. Yeah, this was pretty fun. There's only a, a certain level of, you know, violence. These WWE, especially NXT matches, go to at this point. So it, it's pretty like your normal, general kind of hardcore plunder. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a fun enough open to the show. Um I did feel kind of bad for Pretty Deadly because on commentary, they're making out like these guys kind of deserve it. My memory serves. It's been more Tony D and Stax yeah. just fucking these guys up the whole time. Like, sorry, the the, the goofy male model guys yeah. or the mobsters who have openly said they've killed people? Killed people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Wrestling's great. Yeah. But yeah, this was a this was what it was. It didn't get to any crazy level and it didn't get to any actual like crazy spots. And but it was as fun. soon as you see people using like foam yeah. surfboards and things, you're like, come on. Yeah, it's what it was. But yeah. uh they then they... I, I do continue to be impressed by Stax as well. He had a nice uh had a really nice drop kick in this match, like through the the trash, trash can cans. in the head and drop kicked in. No, I, I do think he's pretty good. Well, pretty deadly are in the trunk, and then the boys get in the car, and then they honk the horn, and they drive off. Yeah. More on that later. Because... A lot later. <laughs> we then see another car now pulling into one of the parking garages here at the CWC, and it's Tiffany Stratton as she gets out of this car, and she's looking pretty in pink. She says she rightfully has her chance tonight, and she's going to take that spot She's going to get rid of the crybaby Roxanne and says that, Indy Hartwell, you're so 2022, and I'm so 2020 Tiff. Every week, she's just got great puns. Yeah. Yeah. She then says, uh, Indy, after I beat you, you can go back to having boo-boo face. It's Tiff time. So later tonight, she's saying she's going to walk out women's champion here. But sounding good. And dissing her opponents here. Yeah, they, they had a little feature for all three women yeah. throughout the night. Also, uh, she has a new WWE Shop t-shirt, Tiffany Stratton. Oh, yeah? It's hot pink. Oh. And it says, I'm hot. I, I kind of, that sounds like something I... <laughs> yeah, want. yeah, yeah. It's, I was time. eyeing it. You're like, huh, that's not bad. <laughs> it does say, I'm hot, Tiffany Stratton. So that does kind of kill ah. the vibe, but, you know... Knock off up next. I'm hot shirts coming. <laughs> New merch coming. Oh, no, I kind of like it. Yeah. Want it. I'm hot. It looks like the and Ziggler it one. It says on the back, toodles. Oh, even better. Like fancy cursive. Right. Just great. One I'm of the better hot. shirts these days from WWE. Yeah. I do. WWE have upped the, their material. I think so, yeah. It's a lot nicer. Even just looking at this picture, it looks like the nice one. Nice. Yeah. Right. Well, we go to Duke Hudson and Andre Chase backstage. Andre has his match with Braun later. He's a little nervous, and Duke has his trophy. And he's kind of hyping him up, and he says, Come on, Andre, you got this. It could get ugly out there. Braun Breaker is an animal, a wrecking ball. But I believe in you, Andre. And Andre is like, All right, I got this. Maybe I do got this. Uh, no Thea Hill here today. It looks like she, she tweeted that she was busy doing math homework. But. Okay. Don't know if that's a work or not. <laughs> yeah, they, they did bring it up on uh, commentary, and they were like how they wanted like just it them. to be focused and just those two. Yeah, right. Well, we go to commercial, but when we come back, it is that match. Duke Hudson and Andre Chase in the ring, and out comes Braun Breaker. I swear they added more dog barks in his entrance now that he's heel. He still has like the colorful like entrance lights and Tron, but now he's like all black singlet. A bit dark, like I don't know. He just looks a bit meaner, right? Because he's playing up the heel. Yeah. And on the the back of his his singlet, it says "meaner than evil." Meaner than evil. I mean, what's evil done for me lately? So he's meaner than evil. Yeah. So he's evil. Evil. <laughs> he's medieval. Uh, so we see. Uh, you went to medieval. How times, didn't you? I did. Yeah. How was it? It was pretty lit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was pretty lit for yeah. it. It was pretty good. They don't let you use utensils because they didn't have utensils yeah. in the middle middle ages or whatever. But So you're like our friend Mark on Christmas Day. <laughs> just eating with my hands. Yeah. yeah. But then I got a refill on my double pina colada. So that was fun. Nice. Because <laughs> they had double pina coladas back yeah. in the middle of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it a good pina colada? It was pretty decent, yeah. I also had... Uh, uh, ke- 
What, they gave you like chicken. You got to eat with your hands, and then like you got to eat your you got to eat every chicken. Yeah, you got to eat everything with your hands, which is like all right, cool. But then uh, it's a pretty good show. It's pretty fun. Like like I think they they're missing the the mark on there needs to be like adult versions of it. And I know what people are thinking. Like yeah, that's Game of Thrones and all mm. that. But like live action, like up it. Like your your 10 p.m. show should be like a guy's arm getting cut off and blood yeah. coming out and stuff like that and swearing and mm. like, you know, they need to work on the storylines a little bit. Yeah, people getting decapitated. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah, awesome. I'm with you there. That'd be pretty sweet. So, but still, pretty fun time. So we need to, next time I'm just going to get like, do shrooms and go to medieval times right. and just like, <laughs> where are you? What year is it? Start fighting the, start fighting the red knight. <laughs> I would say they're, they're progressive though now, medieval times. They're, it's not a king anymore. It's a queen. Oh. And she's like 20. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Everyone there was acting British. And like, I know you of all people would be like, that's a fake accent. Oh, that one's real. No, that one's fake. Cause I'm like, that doesn't sound, you know. Right. But it's a fun, it's a fun time. Are they all just talking like this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. My server was like, "My name's Nicole, and you can call me a wench, but please don't call me that outside of work." <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks, wench. It's weird after being here so long, you can start to be able to do an impression of a North American person yeah. doing a British accent. Right, right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, if you if you like were good at. Uh, sword fighting or horseback you could you could work there i mean i i got distinction in my stage combat sure, drama you could do it. I'm, I'm pretty nifty with a rapier and dagger yeah i haven't done broadsword though I'd like right yeah. it, it was, it was pretty fun horse. i mean i can sit on a horse and figure it out yeah well it was fun times i don't remember how i got there but uh duke hudson yeah so Bron breakers Bron breakers meaner, meaner than, than evil, than evil. <laughs> medieval <laughs> medieval Bron breaker yeah he should Medieval should be what he calls himself because he should be coming out. If he's this guy's a heel, in he should be the chain, chain link. Yeah, yeah, the chain mail link thing. He should wear that. Totally. Love it. So Braun versus Andre Chase and Braun just... Well, apparently it might say meaner than ever. Meaner than ever? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it said meaner than okay, evil. Okay, I don't know. Meaner than evil, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a huge just... <coughs> ragdolling from Braun here. He puts Andre into the corner and hits the spears in the corner, just throws him around the ring. Eventually, Andre has one chance of hope when he hits a few strikes and then a side Russian leg sweep. And then when Andre goes for his teachable moment, Andre Chase, you stomps like the second. He gets two letters in here and is just stopped by Braun. And then he's just eaten here. There's uh, the, like... Power slam and then the breaker recliner is what mm. I guess we'll call it because of the Steiner recliner. Andre Chase taps out, but as he does, Booker T's going off about the meat and the potatoes and the meat and the thing. But yeah, Ron destroys Andre Chase. Yeah, I was expecting maybe some more kind of story development during this. I mean, I don't think anyone expected Andre Chase to win this, but it was over very quickly and we didn't really get anything furthering like chase you andre and duke but maybe that's gonna be next week with like how andre reacts to just this absolute mauling here. yeah uh but I, i'm liking and we'll see it later on tonight i'm really liking this meaner than evil side of bron i think it's really working for him i think he sounded great in his promo last week and i think his extra viciousness works so well with his moveset yeah i think he could come into the main roster at a as a bad guy and mm. kind of light things up a bit and and then turn babyface and have a pretty pretty good run I, I would mm. think uh, 
After this match, we get a vignette for Carmelo Hayes, and he's talking about the greatness that's showing clips of him in his matches, clips of him training in the gym, and saying, tonight is my first title defense, but what I always say is I don't miss. So he's ready for Waller later tonight. After that, we see Ilya Dragunov. He's walking into the NXT arena. I'm not quite sure because he was not booked on this show, but he's attacked. Neither was CM Punk, but you know. Yeah, you, you people show up, show up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh, well, Dragunov is attacked by Dijak, who just starts beating him up into these like ladders and like garage wall thing, and then just drops him to the floor and then slams the garage door on him and then like all these people are trying to get involved and stop him as he's like ah i got you but oni lorkin tells him to screw off so shout out oni yeah i i want to see oni yeah again uh um, so are we getting this next week but now he's like he injured him or i assume this is battleground we're building to okay I this would think. be great yeah, this would be a great match, and if they were given like twenty minutes, oh man! Yeah, which is in a way why I'd prefer to see it on the on battleground because yeah. it will get more time. Uh, yeah, you've you've done an entry angle now, so you you can kind of chill for a week or so. Um, I, I think yeah, this would be fantastic. Yeah, Dijak's been good in a uh, character aside. His matches have been good in in NXT so far. Yeah. I'd see both of these guys going up, to be yeah. honest, after the draft going forward. We'll, def- we'll definitely maybe talk about some draft stuff maybe sure. towards the end of the show because these are two guys that could fit easily on, on either show. Yeah. I know Dijak already was from there, but this being Dijak rather than Slapface or whatever his name was. What was his name? Uh, T-Bomb. T- Tithead? What was his, whatever his thing was, that, this, is, this works way better. And maybe drop the, the Terminator stuff, but like wrestling-wise, he's, he's fantastic. And I am looking forward to this Dragonov match. We go to our next match, though. Lyra Valkyria is taking on Cora Jade, who, if you're talking about drafts, she wrestled on main event last night Mm. because it was in Chicago. Chicago, I didn't realize that she was from Chicago, but her whole gimmick is she's a CM Punk fan. And I realized that everyone from Chicago's personality is a CM Punk fan anyways. So that makes total sense. Sorry, Scrump. (laughs) Uh, So Cora Jade. Oh, yeah. She has been doing the lines recently and stuff, hasn't she? She's been doing everything CM Punk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So CM Punk. Sorry. (laughs) Cora Jade Jade. taking on the bird lady. The match I've been waiting for for weeks. This Months. This is booked to go. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it months ago you were like, hey, they announced this match. And I was like, well, why didn't it happen? Yeah. And you were like, no, 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 no. they did announce it. it. And we dispute, we were like, I was like, I believed you, but mm. why didn't they air it? You, you finally got, finally it. got, got it, it here tonight. Uh, so Cora Jade and Lyra are tying up and Lyra keeps getting the best of Cora, which kind of pisses her off. Uh, eventually Lyra goes for like this springboard, but Cora just kicks her and sweeps the leg and starts to bully her here from commercial. She's putting her in like a surfboard and grinding her down. Eventually Valkyria comes back. She hits a beautiful looking Northern lights suplex into a bridge and like all these really cool looking suplexes. She's very technical, very impressed by Lyra's wrestling. Uh, she then hits a drop kick off the top rope, hitting Cora and then a fisherman suplex here. And then when, um, Cora Jade is getting like a little upset. She grabs her big metal pipe, yeah, her black kendo stick. Is that? Oh, is that what this is? Okay, she, she grabs this kendo stick, and the ref is like, no, you can't use this. So when the ref goes to put it away, like, Cora ducks a, a spin kick, which allows her to, like, hit Lyra with the DDT, using, like, that as a distraction, and picks up the win over the bird lady. 
Yeah, I I uh, have liked what I've seen from Lyra Valkyria so far. She's definitely one of the more polished wrestlers in the division. Yeah. And, I, and I thought her and Cora matched together quite well. I, I think there's been quite a long period of time now since Cora's been regularly featured and having good matches that I do think she lost a lot of steam for me. Um, and I know she's got it because kind of she what she did have a run of really good matches. I'm thinking like the the match against Natalia last year and stuff like that before she turned heel. So I, I do I do see stuff in Cora Jade, and I I just feel like maybe they lost it a bit, and maybe this is a way to start putting a, on the back right track again. But I thought they had pretty good match these two. Yeah, Cora Jade definitely isn't doing it for me right now. It's not connecting. Whatever mm. the character is, like I'm supposed to... She she acted like she cut this pipe bomb promo when I didn't mm. do anything. You didn't say anything. She's calling Lyra Valkyria a bird lady when I think everyone is mm. calling her that already. What I got out of this is, hey, actually, the bird lady's pretty good. Yeah, like, she is. Like, if, if Lyra Valkyria were on the indies or AEW right now, she'd be putting on matches that we would be like, oh, whoa, like, who is this person? She's great. So... I know her character is a little one-dimensional with the whole, what is she? I don't know. She's a bird lady. But, like, the wrestling spoke through today that I'm like, hey, maybe there's, like, her versus a, a Mako, yep. her versus some people on the main roster, like, could be pretty good matches. And I can't say I'm... Her it, kicks especially look Her great, suplexes or yeah. kicks. And I can't say I'm excited to see Cora Jade versus anyone right now. No, I think so far we see, I think Cora worked way better as a babyface yeah. uh, than a heel. Uh, at least her wrestling's been was better when she was in that role. Well, we cut to Tony D'Angelo and Stax, and they're driving at night in the rain. It's like a scene right out of Goodfellas, and uh, they're talking and about how maybe you know after putting Pretty Deadly in the trunk, that maybe they'll go after some titles, and they start to hear like banging in the trunk like hey you hear something no 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 we just hitting a few bumps so it's <laughs> it's just like Goodfellas essentially. Uh, I wasn't sure. I thought for a second that they were driving. They're in Florida here, but like they were going to drive maybe all week and get to wherever SmackDown is on Friday and drop Pretty Deadly off. But that wasn't the we case. Know they're floating there. Aren't yeah, they? they'll be swimming yeah. by the end of the night. Yeah, that makes more sense. We then go to what we thought was the main event, but instead they're like, "Hey, it's in the middle of the show here today. The NXT Championship on the line. The champ Carmelo Hayes going up against one-time friend now." Foe, Grayson Waller. And Grayson Waller had a little promo where he's in the back. He's got his golden shoey with his golden lady who holds the shoe for him. Yeah. I love this. And he says that tonight he will be drinking the golden shoey over the prone body of Carmelo Hayes. And that's when I said, hey, if Grayson Waller wins tonight, I'll do a shoey. Do a shoey. Right on this show, live. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be doing that. Carmelo Hayes versus Waller. Uh, these two are moving really fast here. Very impressive back and forth, countering each other as if they know each other very well, which they do. Carmelo hits his flying clothesline early on. Uh, fantastic move. Better than Mark Jindrak. And then snap suplexes. We go to break when we come back. Uh, Waller's in control, and he's putting on what looks like a sharpshooter on Hayes. Eventually, Hayes gets out of that, hits the fadeaway leg drop for a near fall. They're both running the ropes and nail each other with clotheslines. There's pump kicks, and then Mello hits this I've never seen this before. Like a springboard, sling, like springboarding yourself backwards, back first, and then DDTing. It looked great. Waller, they replayed it a few times. Yeah, but this looked awesome. It was crazy 
Never seen like people always flipping and spinning and stuff, mm. but never like going back. And it's the speed he sprung back in made the DDT look really deadly. Yeah, uh, Waller comes back though, hits a huge Booker T style kick there, like the side kick to the face, mm-hmm. and then a fireman's carry into the sit out bomb for a two count. Here he's getting a little frustrated. He goes for his roll into the ring stunner, but it's blocked. And then Mello seems to be going for some sort of springboard move, but in midair gets caught. Into a stunner. This looked great. Uh, yeah, he was going for his like clothesline. clothesline yeah. And the timing looked great with the, the rolling stunner. Yeah, will Logan Paul steal this move too? We'll, we shall see. Because mm. Melo was saying that they, he, the spots he was doing with Ricochet then was replicated oh, true. a bunch yes. of times afterwards. Uh, there's then Waller who is pissed because he hit the stunner, but Melo rolled out of the ring. So Waller's now following him on the outside. And decides to take the turn the the tables the tops off the commentary table, and Vic Joseph says, "Book, you better get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better get out of here, Book. I've told you last week. I've told you before. You you don't want to get hurt. Get out of the way." Uh, Mello is then placed on the table by Waller. Waller goes up top, and just like Logan Paul, just like Shane O'Mac, he hits the elbow drop off the top rope to the outside, to the floor, through the table onto Mello. This looked awesome. The crowd is going nuts here. He rolls Mello in slowly. One, two, but Mello kicks out. Uh, I guess it's a more of a Shawn Michaels move, too. Grayson Waller doing this. It was. Another shout out there True. to Shawn. Or Shane. Yeah, exactly. Um, the speed, though, he came down with this. Like, he really leapt on it. I thought it was. We've seen a bunch of people do yeah. this move, but I thought this one in particular looked really, really good. Somehow, Hayes gets back up. He hits the. Uh, he he counters the rolling stunner again and then nails what does he hit Waller with where Waller looked like he was groggy for a second there and then Hayes goes up and hits the nothing but net the flying guillotine leg drop just crushing Waller here and he pins Waller who does the 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 kick out after the three just slowly like it's uh. it's more the Mick Foley one where yeah you just slightly kick Uh, the leg it's like you're trying trying to but I've got nothing left in me so Carmelo Hayes puts away his friend Grayson Waller in a pretty awesome uh, NXT title match here I was a little puzzled why this wasn't the end of the show even with this angle afterwards, but I thought Grace, I thought Grayson Waller showed up. I thought Mello kind of had to prove himself a little after what really wasn't the match people thought they would would be talking about with him and Braun. That mm. seemed like such an afterthought. Now that clearly we're going to go back to it again, but this was a, a great little like first defense. I thought this was really good. Um, both keep on impressing me. Keep on stepping up every single match they've had. I thought these two match together really nicely because you got to do they got to do some really quite spectacular yeah. things and especially when it started to reach its crescendo with like the elbow drop to the table and stuff uh i thought it was really good i do see this maybe being um the write-off of carmelo hates i i think he's ready you mean grace sorry grace and Waller. <laughs> i think he's completely ready for for main roster at this point yeah. and um i'd have him come in as like a a pretty high draft pick so he can come in with a lot to run his mouth about. Right. Like have him as the, the first NXT person to be called up so he can just use that and chat shit all about that. Yeah. And all the time. Like hot, uh, like unsigned. Exactly. Right? Like- exactly. I, I think, um, I wouldn't pair him with Miz maybe cause they're a bit too similar. I, I'd have him on his own. I think he's 
he's more than capable of being on his own. And if you put him with someone like a Miz, maybe he'd be more of a sidekick. So have him on whatever show Miz is not on, I'd say. Sure. And do the Grayson Waller effect and all that. Yeah, the Instagram live and yeah. a lot of the stuff he does. Is, is... I think the whole whole package is ready now. For me, it was bef- like long ago. I didn't like... He, he was doing all this stuff saying he was like a big shot and stuff, mm. but he wasn't backing it up with the wrestling. But now it seems like he's picked up all the different trades from all the different opponents yeah. he's fought with. So I feel like he, every time he wrestles, he's getting good. Uh, I think that match with Gargano over WrestleMania weekend was something that was slept on. But like that was a great match. This was a great match. This was the match of the night for this show yep. easily. And he's someone who's proved himself where I, I love to hate you now because you're doing your job really well. But the wrestling connects and – even he's still coming up with ways to hit that silly stunner. Mm. So I got to give him the, the props for sure. And I was looking forward to doing a shoey here today, but uh, didn't have It'll to. Just be when he's the new world heavyweight champion. When, when he becomes champion, are we all doing yeah. shoeys? Is that the new when this guy ever wins the big one? There's like an IC or count or anything? No, there has to be. It's the brand new big gold belt. <laughs> when yeah. he wins it's that one. that one. Yeah, Grayson Waller wins it, we'll do a shoey. But you have to do it like a used shoe, mm. your own shoe. Uh, Dickie, true Australian, says that you also have to spit in the shoey, which I did not know about. That I kind of. Spit in my shoes every day? No. <laughs> you got to spit in the shoey before you do it. Gotcha. <laughs> I guess. Is he a dad yet? Uh, I don't know, but bless Dickie Bird and his family. I, I know he's expecting, but. Yeah. Could be any day. Could be right now. He should call his kid Grayson Waller. <laughs> yes. If it's born today, yes. Grayson. I think it's, it's going to be a, a son. So you call him Grayson. Grayson Bird. Gray Bird. Gray Bird. Sounds great. Yeah. That's a wrestler name right there. Put him to work. Gray Bird. Gray Can Bird. Be with Lyra. <laughs> Bird people. Avian. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Dickie. Uh, but yeah, this match was great. After the match, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller are... Sorry, Grayson Waller's just leaves, but Carmelo Hayes grabs the microphone. He's with Trick in the ring, and Hayes says, See, I told you. I told you I'm, I, I was going to do this, but I see you out there. I see you acting meaner, wearing all black. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Braun. Braun Breaker, let's do this one more time because I want this battleground in my neck of the woods. I want you, Braun. Get out here. And, well, Braun doesn't come out his music hits but he he attacks from behind spears trick williams out of his damn boots mm. and then puts him in the steiner recliner trick was also taken out during the match wasn't he he was taken to the back from Waller, right in the back yeah well braun beats up sends mellow flying and then puts trick in the the recliner and then stands tall so i think our battleground main event is set it is a rematch braun versus mellow but this time in massachusetts which we is then had the big the big Spit. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Mello is now outside of the ring and then Braun chases him through like the crowd area and then runs at him with full speed and spears him right through like the set piece. It's like almost near the perch area mm. that they, they clearly like put that there, <laughs> just put a sign over it and then just speared him through the wall that they made. It looked great. I, I thought this was one of the best times they've done this. We had the spear through the, the barricade, didn't we? Where Wallace sidestepped him. And, right, right. Which looked like, because we know what a WWE barricade looks like, and then this bit is like of this weird wood. It's so like it's paper like, or something. Oh. But I thought this one looked especially good, because the speed, he's got one of the best spears. Yeah. Absolutely. The speed he hit Mellow with, and the genuine, they re- replayed this and watching the genuine like shock from the audience's face. Yeah. It looked great. And 
they played this up big, and I think maybe one of the reasons why having this earlier in the show is to kind of sell, like, oh, you know, Mello's been taken to the the local, local medical, medical facility. facility. They didn't say hospital. They, they say said hospital. it. They did, and then they didn't. Oh man, yeah, like all that stuff to have it more of a thing. Like, is Mello okay? Right. Uh, but no, I, I thought this was a great segment. I thought this really cemented Bronze heel turn and has really heated up their rematch, I think. Yeah, the match will make, the dynamic will make it a better match yeah. already. Like having two guys who didn't want to fight but wanted to fight didn't really heat it. But this one I think will deliver for sure. And I think Melo retains. Mm. Well, Melo gets speared. It was a pretty cool spear. They replayed a bunch and, and did sell it up like it was a, a pretty big thing. So there's a few weeks before that battleground. So uh, I think that's the right move there. But the draft is this week, right? Yeah. So like potentially we're seeing a bunch of these people called up, which could kind of be the writing on the wall for some of the outcomes. Yeah. Unless I think we've seen before where they've done like the main draft and then they've gone like over the next few weeks, there might be new Okay. Especially if they're doing like kind of a hard reset with these two brands. Sure. I think you can sign a Grayson Waller on Friday and then after Battleground still have one of these show up to SmackDown and Raw. Okay. Yeah, because like having Braun get drafted and then have a title match is kind of yeah, like, it, well... It, you see where it's going. Yeah. And they, which they have done that as well, haven't they? When you've... Um, you had like Kevin Owens on the main roster while he was still in NXT for as sure. a champion and going to fight Finn and all that sort of stuff. We then go to a video for Roxanne and her match. She's in the triple threat women's title match tonight. She says, when she was younger, most girls were into Disney princesses, but not me. She says, then I saw WWE and I was starstruck. I became such a big fan and I want to follow in the likes of Bailey, Lita, AJ Lee, and the Bella Twins. And she says that tonight is her night of regaining her title. Shout out the Bella Twins. And AJ Lee. Yeah. Big fan of them, I guess. She's mentioned those specific ones a few times now. Yeah, I I I find it funny how obviously Lita's been back in WWE a bit yeah. recently, but you're too like she's talking about all these women who I was watching when I got back into wrestling like five years in ago, my ten years ago. Twenties. Yeah. And Lita is the one I was watching when I was like twelve. It's right. so <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of like, say Lita as well. Okay. <laughs> Throw some old ones in there, yeah. Say Victoria. Um, I think it's all very genuine. Like, you see the pictures of her being a fangirl and stuff. But I kind of want to move on from that now. Yeah. She's already been a, the, the champion, the person in this. You're, re- you're recycling that, you, yeah. like, going off about oh, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. Sure, you can maybe redo that on the main roster if you want to. But like, I, I, there's more to her i think that she needs to explore now right hoping we get a aj lee back in the ring maybe i watch her every week on or i listen to her every week on wow and they have not done an angle yet where a wrestler's tried to fight her but i hope that comes comes soon there was a big match this week and she's been great on commentary by the way for those that don't watch but there was a huge almost war games-esque match this week on wow would highly recommend we go to a video recap showing Last week, where uh, Brooks and Briggs and the whole thing that happened with, with them last week, which felt like it was like three weeks put into one, really. Uh, I'll go into this segment, then discuss 
the real segment. Joe Gacy interrupts Joe Coffee. Lots of Joes. Mm. Cup of Joe and a creepy Joe here. And he's like, Joe, I know you're on the phone because Joe Coffee's just so busy. And says, uh, the Diaz want a rematch. They want a title shot. And this is when Ava Rain shows up out of nowhere and says, the Diads were not pinned in the, sorry, the Diad. Diad, yeah. The Diad lads were not pinned in that match, so they deserve a rematch. And Joe's like, yo, like, how's that my problem? I don't care. And <laughs> Joe Gacy says, how about next week? It's Joe versus Joe. And if, if, if Joe wins, if Joe wins, <laughs> the Diads get a rematch. And Joe has to think about it for a second. No, he's like, what's in it for me? Gacy says, if I win, then the Diads get a rematch. And, Joe Coffey says, well, if I win, what do I get? And Gacy says, if you win, then the diet... get their release. <laughs> <laughs> you stole the words out Sorry. of Sorry. <laughs> he says, the Dyads will never get a title shot against Gallus for as long Ever as... Ever again. Yeah. Wow. So either next week we're going to find... Oh, sorry. So the match isn't next week. But it could be Battleground. So yeah, both Rip and Jagger put out a tweet this week. <laughs> Wait, They're- isn't his name Rip Jagger? Rip, Rip Fowler and Jaggery oh, right. um, put out a tweet saying that they'd asked for their release, it'd been denied, and it's like October 14th and 15th that they'll finally be free. Um, free. And then they're not on the show today, but they are given this stipulation that next week, lads, you're either going to win the titles or you're never going <laughs> to do shit until you're gone. <laughs> like, do we even see them? Because next week... They just no show. Like, Joe Coffey just got brought back. So why would he lose to Joe Gacy? Oh, yeah. So it's Gallus winning and the lads never getting their shot. And just never showing up. Why would Joe Coffey lose to Joe Gacy next week? Unless it's some sort of DQ. Joe Gacy is the match, right? It's not like they'll even be there next week. Yeah, Joe Gacy. This might be their write-off just quietly. This was their write-off. Yeah. (laughs) They know. weren't there. No, I think you're right. I mean, Coffee's not losing to Gacy. Coffee's absolutely winning. Um, so yeah, I I think you're right. I don't think we'll even see the diet. Like unless Joe Coffee like beats the the crap out of him and like gets DQ'd, like Co- like Gacy goats him into something like that. Yeah, maybe. But, Honestly, like uh, the Dyad lads, they're great when they were GYV, and uh, I heard you talking about them on Poison Rana last week, and like, they would be something that scrap this, have them show up on a SmackDown or Raw in the next few weeks, and just start from scratch, and they'd probably impress. Other than that, like, they'll do nothing until October, yeah. and then they'll, they'll somewhat be a hot act in Impact, or something like that, and just be a little happier doing something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it's worth... Just giving them a chance, even if what you're giving them on the main roster is being jobbers to everyone, you know, give them that main roster money and see if whatever they do connects, works. Shoes off for Gibson. We'll find out next week. The Battle of the Joes, Mm -hmm. the Dirty Joes next week. But are you... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ready? It's the real main event time here on NXT. We get this video package that was WrestleMania 19-esque. It, like... The way this video package was put together 
made me think, is this the greatest story NXT's ever done? Because they're like, starts from months and months and months ago. And it just kept on, it was chapter after chapter and just kept on. This was like a four minute, five minute video. It was long and I loved it. Like I loved this ridiculous story. And it's got like the music. I'm, I'm mentioning WrestleMania, old WrestleMania, because it's got like the music yeah. underneath certain parts of it playing emotions. It's like, what is this storyline? It's going to an and end, and then it's like, boom, and it comes back into it with the, the next chapter. But she's cheating she's on you. She's cheating on you, Brooks. <laughs> but I love Stay her. out of my business. Daddy, I love him. Yeah, uh, just so ridiculous. Everything going through this storyline. It is was just brilliant. This video, I, I don't know who did this, but someone out there. Please yeah. make sure the person gets their props. Someone out there, somehow, some way, make sure whoever did this video gets all the flowers because this popped us so hard. This was, this was better than the match. <laughs> we go into the main event. It's not really the main event, but it's ours. Former best friends, now possibly bitter enemies, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen teaming in an inter sorry against each other in an intergender tag match meaning Briggs is teaming with Fallon Henley former friend of Brooks and Brooks the new man Brooks Jensen teaming with his girlfriend Kiana James mm. so this starts off with Briggs and Brooks staring at each other Brooks in uh, like <laughs> traditional gear he's in like these red like pants what is he with even white in? boots his hair tied back he looked pretty good. He was in wrestling. I, I don't know if he looked pretty good. I thought he looked pretty good. I hope he goes back to wearing Leonard Skinner shirts. I don't know. No, I, quite, I quite like this look for Brooksy. He, he's wearing like a button-up white shirt with the ponytail. Yeah. And, and for the entrance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny. I, I was thought, laughing. I thought he looked fantastic. Oh, I don't know. He looked... It was a look. Uh, so this match starts off... Uh, at first, it's Brooks who kind of gets the best of Briggs and kind of laughs at him, like, "Oh, see, you're you you were you you don't you didn't think the kid could could get the best of you." But Brooks uh, Briggs easily then throws him out of the ring and is like, "Nah, I'm bigger and stronger than you, kid. Come on." So eventually, um, there's a tag in, and this is when Fallon and now Kiana have to go in there. And these two are former friends, and, well, not friends, but former champions together. But these two right away are just attacking each other and beating on each other. And Kiana is like now standing on the apron and gets bumped off. But Brooks runs and saves her and then uses Kiana as a battering ram and boots Fallon in the face. It's like, I can't can't hit you, but I can use her to hit you. That was great. This should be in every intergender tag match. That was really creative. Uh, they then go to break. When we come back, uh, it's now the the bad guys here beating down. And Booker T on commentary is just going off, talking about you don't know what a man will do for love. Like men are men are crazy. And like when when you put a nice beautiful woman in front of a man, like you don't know no telling what he could do. And he's just going off. And Vic says, I mean, like what's love got to do with it? Is gets a nice little chuckle. Uh, this is when the crowd start to chant "Yeehaw!" in 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 favor of the... You whore bitch. Yeah. Uh, there's then Briggs, who starts to slap the shit out of Brooks Jensen here and kind of uh, taking control. And then the side slam, but Kiana James stops him and says, look, he's mine. He's not yours anymore. You lost him. Brooks is mine now. And this kind of distracts Briggs. And he turns around and eats a spin heel kick from 
from Brooks for a near fall here. But it was kind of uh, – I, I wasn't sure if he actually clocked him in the face, and that's why the ref mm. is, like, checking on him for a second there. Uh, it's then a slug faced, slugfest when, like, Kiana and Fallon are in there now. There's – uh, clotheslines. There's a northern lariat from Brooks, and then some rainmakers. Brooks Jensen, a big oh, fan yeah. of of uh, Perezo because uh, Perez. I should say it right, I guess. Yes. Wh will be on me. Hits a spinning brainbuster. Brooks Jensen hitting a rainmaker, and then a spin out brainbuster. But Josh Briggs kicks out here. This is when Kiana throws him her briefcase, her purse that's loaded, and says, "Do it. Hit him with it." And he goes to do it, but as he does, he misses, sends Kiana flying, turns around, and is hit by a huge lariat from Briggs. One, two, three. Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley beat their former friend, Brooks Jensen, and his mean girlfriend. Mm. There was a bit of a flaw, I'd say. Is he, sh- he should have at least thought about it. He just went, huh, and went to swing. <laughs> like, Well, he's so... Yeah, okay, so I... I uh, he didn't even think it. He didn't hesitate. Well, I thought they. We said last week we feel like they've missed a step. Yeah, because it it's suddenly got to this bit really quickly. But I think it's just playing up, and especially with that, is he's so blinded by this love for Keanu right, James. Right, yes. Um, and then it all comes crashing down, and it hurts inside. Well, afterwards, Brooks is shocked. Kiana is furious, and. She she goes to slap him, and he stops her, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, were you gonna hit me? You were gonna hit me? I, I I can't believe it. You you were gonna hit me." And she says, "Yeah, I was gonna hit you." And he says, "I I thought you loved me. I never loved you." Oh. And she walks out, leaving Brooks just standing there, heartbroken. And he looks to his side, and there's. Briggs right behind him who puts his shoulder on his shoulder his hand on his shoulder and says like I'm, I got you I got you man it's yeah. okay wow wow I, I cinema I love this <laughs> film I I actually thought I really enjoyed the match I thought it was really physical um, from both the women and the men uh, here I think Fallon Henley especially has is definitely one of the more physical women in that uh, division I, I really like her and I thought we saw a step up from both Brooks and Briggs. I thought Briggs looked, uh, sorry, Brooks showed us more than we've ever seen from him. Those, those lariats look great. That brain buster looked great. And then I thought they did the storytelling really well. Like it, it's kind of, we've seen this story play out in, you know, teen, teen drama sitcom things where, you know, you've got the, the group of nerds and then one of the nerds gets a hot girlfriend and completely ditches his friends. And then, they fall out, they argue, they say some nasty things to each other, and then she eventually leaves him, and it's like, I'm sorry, like, come right. back, we've still got you, you're a brother here. And I found it quite touching at the end, and I think after this, they're going to be even more solid as a tag team. Cause yeah. They, he's gone through, like, his his growing pains here. Like, it's... Uh, I, I really enjoyed this this segment. Yeah, me too. I, I've been loving Brooks Jensen. I hope he never wears this outfit and gear ever again. And no, man, this should be his big match gear. <laughs> no, no. He needs to go. They need to, like, I don't know what Briggs was wearing. He looked like he was going hunting. But, yeah. like, that should be what they wear again. Like, them as a unit makes sense, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I like this a lot. This is when it's, like, NXT is silly, but I can really get into it. And it has been going on for quite a while. But, mm. like, I think Kiana moves away from this. May, or maybe not. Maybe not. 
I mean, we could have the introduction of Sebastian, Sebastian right? And then we could have uh, Brooks team with Fallon to like take them down or whatever. Yeah, like he but, need he needs some closure over all this. You know? All right, going back to NXT to Grassy High here. Remember when Brooks and Fallon had that moment mm. when we thought for a second there's a little flicker, oh, a little, little tinder, a little catching the, the look, eyes, right? And, yeah. and the jinx, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, what now? What if now they they accept him back mm. and Brooks is like, guys, I'm so sorry, I was blinded. You know the pop man. I'm so sorry. I, I'm back. I'm back. It's fine. I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's fine. We'll go after the tag titles. We'll win some matches. And then, like, Brooks and Fallon start to, like, have a relationship. And Briggs gets jealous and then oh. turns on. It's the other way around. So you, you can do it starting off at Big Daddy's where the right. three of them are, are hanging out. They're, like, getting back together. Yeah. And then Briggs does the whole, like, you know, guy, I, I, got a, I got an early morning tomorrow. I leave. And then the two are left kind of shooting tequila. Right. And then one thing leads to another. Wow. Yeah. Storytelling. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, storytelling here yeah. in NXT. No, in all fairness, they have told this story pretty well, I think. Yeah. As silly as it is. Like, I think the performers have done a really good job with it. Um, I think it, it's it's worked in being us being invested in all four of these characters more than we were before this. So yeah. I say bravo. Bravo, Brooks Jensen, man. Yeah. Uh, like, he's like, what, 21? He's young. And, like, he really impressed in this match. Rainmakers and yeah, Brainbusters. Great. Yeah. Over WrestleMania weekend, I saw Great Muda posted a picture with Brooks Jensen and said, like, yo, he's Bull Buchanan's kid. I didn't yeah. know that. And, like, apparently Bull worked in Japan a bunch. And I think this is Brooks been studying. So, yeah. you know, we, we support Brooks here. But this was great shit. I can't wait to see where this goes. The story, the saga continues. You were going to hit me? Yeah. You were going to hit me? How could you? I did love how he caught it as well. Yeah. He knew he was coming. He's Man, slick. Good shit. The next now, I, I just want this guy, like, we didn't get enough of him being a player. Like, because that's the next step. That's right? the next step. Right? Yeah. It's like. He's on Tinder. He's, he's heartbroken. He's like, nah, he goes full on fuckboy. Yeah. Like, he's got, we got to get. Yeah. Yeah. Up, right? We need that. We need that. Like, he's just going like ruthless. It's, he, they're, they're down in Florida. He's still, they need this. Unresolved shit with Caden as well. He kind of needs to break her heart, you know, just... Right. Yeah, that's how you get over heartbreak. You break someone else's yeah, heart. Yeah. Everyone knows that. So I hope he, he's doing okay. But but more spinning brain busters, please. Yes. For sure. We then go to Dragon Lee backstage. He's asked about the uh, Heritage Cup and Noam Dar. And he's like, yo, I don't give a shit about Noam Dar. <laughs> I don't know who that is, is pretty much what he says. Uh, he says that he's more interested in someone He didn't else. say that. No, no, no. He no. said he's really impressed. And he... <laughs> yeah, I'm not impressed with Noam Dar. Uh, he says he – I imagine that we're going towards this like Heritage Cup somewhat tournament, right? That this I guy would – I think it's a tournament they've done before. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's interested in the cup. He wants He knows all cup. about heritage because he comes from a – Heritage. Great lineage and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I would like to see that match though. The one-on-one -on -one between those two mm. would be that's probably the finals of it, if I would imagine. Perhaps, yeah. Since that guy's been walking around with this cup for a long time, it's a big cup to be carrying. Big cup. Well, at least now it's just in Florida. Oh, yeah, you know, it was in Enfield for a while, and now it's some in warehouse. It's not like he's traveling around. It was in one warehouse, and now it's in another exactly. warehouse. We then go to a great vignette from Scripps. But it's like animated Batman 90s scripts. And he's on top of a gargoyle. As the villain. Like, he is yeah. the villain. And you hear, like, the rain and he's writing to himself scripts. And uh, 
he says next week we find out who believes in himself more. Because remember, his voice mm. is all like manipulated. Uh, because he's got his huge match with Axiom. And we're going to find out who the real false prophet is. So, wow. This yeah. Last week I said scripts is Professor Chaos from South Park. Yeah, yeah. Here he was like, when Cartman is the coon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was exactly like, even animated on the perch? wise, just right, yeah. perching like... I see everything that's so going on cheesy, in but I'm so into it now. Like all you needed to do was add the, when they added the cartoon like things last week, the yeah. comic book stuff, and then did it again here. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Axiom should just kill you and take his mask off. I think so. He needs to take the mask off him. Yeah, this is a mask v mask match. It should be. And then this is just to reveal the like the true big bad. No, that's normally how these things work. So who is like scripts is just we need another the, comic book. Yeah, we need the. I don't know who it would be. Who else wears a mask here? Scripts ain't. Oh, well, it's good. No, it's somebody fancy. Oh, okay. behind the scenes, right? Stuff. I don't know. It's just so funny that this like we went from a love triangle thing to this guy. Like NXT's I'm glad wild. we're having the the match finally next week. Yeah, the bad guy, the super. I, I hope they go Axiom's full. Going to destroy him. I hope they go like full superhero camp shit yeah. with this like what they've done in the past they are yeah, yeah. It, it's just gonna be flippy flippy stuff which could be really fun all right maybe he's worked on his gear still we'll, waiting we'll on that scripts uh authentic wwe shop mask nice. replica yeah still waiting on that to drop we go to indy hartwell she's staring at herself in the mirror and she says tonight she has to put her title on the line against two hard-fighting opponents. She says she's traveled across the world and chased this title for years, and finally I did it. And they say that I'm a beatable champion. Didn't they know I fought this? They say I was lucky that I climbed a ladder and grabbed it. Someone helped me. I wasn't lucky. And tonight I'll show everyone that it wasn't luck and that I am a champion. Mm. So she's ready for her match. We then get a video for NXT Anonymous where we see Sol Ruka is... Dragged into an office and beaten to a bloody pulp. Well, we don't see it. We didn't see who did it. No. no. NXT Anonymous is very anonymous, but also not good at catching the, the, the culprits. But honestly, like, you know, we, we're talking about all these, you know, potential future WWE PC performance center signees mm. or athletes jumping ship to WWE. They should watch NXT and realize it is not a safe space. This is not a safe working environment. You know why it is? They keep on giving the security guards contracts. <laughs> All their guys who are yeah. security, they're like, actually, do you want to be a wrestler? And then there's no security. There's no one watching the door. They hired Samoa Joe to, to take care yeah. of all this. Everything and was fine. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm going to be a wrestler. Yeah. And he fucked off. Like, they're struggling, man. We need man. just people who are not wow. interested in wrestling. Just be security. Yeah. And look after this place. Like for, for, for a long time, people were like, oh, the NXT parking lot, it's, it's dangerous. No, NXT is dangerous. You get attacked in like random offices and it's just not, not cool. So poor Sol Ruka, who do you think it was? Couldn't uh, see. The giant Golden Graham. To, who attacked the Cinnamon Crunch, right? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Sol Ruka. Yeah, she was... she's the Cinnamon Crunch. That's why I'm saying giant yeah. Golden Graham. There's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm imagining it's like Zoe Stark. Yeah, that makes sense. She's attacked people before, yeah. right? I don't know. Like, I, I don't see it being any other reason no, for I someone. Think, yeah, I think so. Poor soul. But yeah, NXT Anonymous. 
We then go to our next match. It's a debut of the men. Well, did we did we ever find out who took out Nikita Lyons? Was it Zoe Stark? Did we find that out? No, but we like assumed. So it, it could was. be just this serial attack. Serial? Serial <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if the person attacked Solruka while wearing the the thing. Yeah. Like the clip should have shown. We'd see the yeah. silhouette of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> Punching the shit out of it. So like Sol Ruka was dressed in that outfit for Rey Mysterio's entrance. Yeah. And then they could have mentioned it and shown it. Like, hey, did you know? Like, did you know Sol Ruka was, was this? What a fever dream that was. Right, yeah. Eddie Guerrero's music, Snoop Dogg, Rey Mysterio, and a giant dancing cinnamon crunch. Chavo Guerrero's just eating his bowl. Yeah. Puts his spoon down, shoves it away. <laughs> it was a work, apparently. It was a work, though. Yeah. I don't know what to build to because I'm work pretty an sure hour he later. doesn't have a, a contract anyway. Yeah, he tweets out saying, like, oh, Rey Mysterio's prostituting the Guerrero name. How could you use that music at WrestleMania? And then an hour later, nah, I was working you. Ha, still got it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like, yeah, I still got it, bro. It's like, you still got it. It's just, it's just lying. <laughs> yeah, and cheating and stealing. Yeah. Anyways... I just want to talk about the guy who throws couches. This is how a heel should tweet, hook, line, and sinker. I still got it. And then he's retweeting everyone. was like, wow. Wow. Bravo, Chavo. Bravo, Chavo. You did it. You got us. I love Chavo, but yeah. Sorry. That was not it. All right. Now can I talk about the guy who throws couches? Yep. The big... (laughs) 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 You a big motherfucker. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about this fucking big fucking cunt right here Obafemi this guy hey, is my post feed right <laughs> this guy's my new favorite wrestler right <laughs> off the bat it's really rare in today's age especially in like NXT or WWE that like your debut right away you're like okay hold on who's this guy yeah cause I didn't know who this guy was until they showed me vignettes where he's throwing couches <laughs> and fridges and TVs and I'm like okay that's I guess he's big and he's strong this guy is big and he's strong Obafemi 6'6 200 plus pounds here. He's just the unit and he's going up, making his debut against Aura Mensa, who they've seemed to just kind of forget about. They're like, ah, we got a new yeah, DJ now. Sorry. Came from what? NXT UK. Yeah. He did, was in that, was it the ladder match or something? Yeah. Very quickly done nothing since then. His gimmick was a DJ and now we have Eddie Thorpe as yeah. a DJ. So weird. Yeah. Uh, well, he gets fed to this beast here. Uh, huge strikes from Oba Femi here. Who's, uh, they Like I said, he's 6'6". They're billing him from Nigeria. He's one of the next in line signees as well. And doing some digging. This guy's only 21? Oh, wow. This guy's 21 Damn. years old? He's a monster. He hits a series of strikes. And, uh, I mean, Mensa tries to come back here with this, like, kick gets countered. He does, like, the RVD, like, over-the-top flippy kick. And then a springboard, like, sidekick. So two... RVD moves in a row, but then just gets caught in these shoulder blocks and clotheslines and slams, and then just gets slammed down here. This rolling elbow killing him, and then Oba Femi hits this pop-up power bomb, just sending this guy to the shadow realm with the one-two-three, making a very impressive debut. This pop-up power bomb looked awesome. Oh yeah, uh, he kind of came down, like obviously got some height because he's a big guy. Yeah, but. Came right down on his knees as well. Like, looked really good. Man, this guy is great. <laughs> yeah, I thought... I hope... Um, like, I hope you don't hear of him, like, just being, like, you know, dangerous. Because, like, 
a lot of his moves look very good, but it might have been because he was just hitting the shit out of this guy. I mean, maybe Mensa was put in there for a reason because he's, sure. he's good and he made he made this guy look good, but, right? Yeah, I thought he looked... It was exciting to watch. Like, yeah. real, real powerhouse here. It was very interesting. Booker T was like, yo, who's this guy? This yeah. guy is like... He's like, this is the next big thing. I mean, look at this guy. He's, yeah. a, he's a monster. And yeah, this guy looks like a beast to me. And I was drawn... As soon as he made his entrance, I was like, sorry, who's this guy? He, no wonder this guy's throwing couch. I believe he was throwing those couches now because mm. he was throwing this guy around like nothing. So, yeah, future WWE star, Obafemi, for sure, honestly, uh, making a debut and instantly being like, oh, you're, you're better than a lot of the guys who are in bigger positions right now. So, uh, I, I would like to see more of this guy. So, for sure, we yeah. will be seeing more of Obafemi making his debut, but pretty good. After the match, Gigi Dolan just really didn't like that match because she interrupts commentary and she grabs Vic Joseph's headset and she's like, no, I'll give it back, I promise. And she talks to the camera and she's talking to you, JC Jane. You ran your mouth about my crummy family. Well, I ain't going anywhere and I'm going to make your life a living hell. You want to bring my family into this? Well, next week, my brother will be sitting ringside. I'm... I assume they're fighting. I don't. I don't know I, why. She I assume, yeah, I assume that, that's what I got from this. The match is my next brother's week. here. Um, like, oh, okay, cool. I think Gigi sounded a lot better since this whole family brother story has started, and I think it's because she's tapping into something real. You know, I, I thought she's she sounded great here, and just um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited to see how they'll get the brother involved. Actually. Yeah, uh, getting this. I imagine we're getting this feud going till battleground as well, where like mm. we get a unsanctioned or something. Because the the match didn't feel like uh, the way it. No, right? no, we need a. It felt like a a taster of what we'll probably get. Yeah, and then I'm just not sure what you do with either of them because you can't have them both stay in NXT and you can't have them both on the main roster because then you just be a tag team again. So it's kind of weird, but I guess we'll see it play out. Yeah, I mean, there's still. Um... I think now we've just put them in singles roles. I don't think it's necessarily a rush to move them up now. Yeah, We go to Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. They're bit backstage being interviewed, uh, talking about how Charlie lost to Wes Lee last week. And Charlie Dempsey says that Wes probably has an inferiority complex because he just always has something to prove and wants to prove things. And Drew says that he has a match against Wes next week and I'm going to break him down, and I will be the new North American champion. Because, Wes, doesn't matter how many title defenses you're trying to rush through. This game is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. So he's going to take that title from him next week, which sounds pretty good. I think Drew and Charlie, Regal Jr. here, sounding good. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing a similar thing with Wes Lee as we're seeing with Orange Cassidy, where eventually these multiple defenses are going to catch up with him and i think it'll be someone maybe quite surprising that beats him for it because it's just he's worn down from all these defenses i don't see gulak winning next week but it seems like we still got a bit of a program going so we could get a dempsey rematch down the line but yeah we, we don't see gulak in singles matches a whole lot um or when we have it's been in you know really helping someone like a hank walker come up but going against someone more is equal like a wesley should be really really good well, Wes has been killing it recently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we cut from that, and it shows Wes in his locker room. Like, he just watched Drew Gulak and Dempsey kind of run him down. And Tyler Bate walks into his locker room. 
and says, hey, man, I just want to say, like, uh, I got your back. I noticed that Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey, they're talking that. And I know that Drew is facing you next week. And you know Charlie will be ringside. So, like, I just want to say, like, I got your back. And Wes says, you know what, man, I, I appreciate that. I don't know what they could be up to. So I, I wouldn't mind having someone's, you know, someone having my, my back there. And Tyler back, Tyler Bate says, also, we can meditate a little bit before your match. And Wes kind of goes, okay. A little pre-match meditation. Because Tyler Bate looks like someone I used to buy weed from mm. now. So, I mean, like maybe that was the joke that, hey, maybe we'll smoke some weed before your match. Which makes me believe that we're getting some sort of black where's where's this guy from where's drew gulag from pittsburgh combat club mm. happening here you want to throw a random like monkey wrench into the title picture of this i'd say tyler bait joins their little click hmm i don't see him joining but i don't trust him right like it's been right since he's been doing russell the Brand. meditation with yeah. uh chase you and and duke hudson was like i'm not buying that snake oil you're selling yeah like even here it was like oh when saying a pre-match meditation you know it he's doing a look where it's like i'm full of shit right like and people are buying it and he's just doing this so he can get a yeah a title shot down the line and he could be the one that takes it off that would be you know a great like, match. kind of like sneaks up on wes a little bit and uh gets him when his guards down yeah maybe he, you know maybe i'm i'm going a little too far but maybe he helps Wes retained and then goes, Hey, I helped you. Like, let me get a match. And mm. then I, I see bait kind of acting a bit of a heel. So yeah, I'm getting absolutely. that, that vibe. Bait reminds me of my dentist today who kept trying to sell me on hy- hypnotherapy. Okay. And I'm like, I, I don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> does your dentist remove teeth for free? Uh, no, oh. definitely not for free. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm hurting today after uh, I've been. I want to pull out. Yeah, Ooh, you want me to just do it for you? Yeah, do, uh, do it live. Spin heel kick. <laughs> what, what's the What's the wrestling move that gets a tooth knocked out? Like a Judas effect, V trigger, V trigger, something yeah. deadly. Yeah. Uh, well, we then go to our main event: Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell, the champion, in a NXT Women's Championship match. Triple threat. Let's effing go. We start off here with Roxanne, and all three of them are kind of tangling. Well, actually, it goes to break during the thing. I hate when they start the match and then they come back, but I get it. Main event and all that. Uh, Indy's been thrown out, and it's Tiff and Roxanne who are going at it. Roxanne hits a running snap Rana on Tiff, who counters it by, like, backflipping onto her feet just effortlessly. She is pretty... uh, Nimble on her feet there. Uh, there's then Roxy who tries to get Indy and Tiff up for this like double rope jump arm drag, but didn't it, get all it of it. Work. Yeah, it's the it's the lucha like arm drag thing, but I wasn't sure really what happened here. It. Yeah, it was a bit. I of think a... it was so she did like the sort of Arabian press into the arm drag yeah. where she bounced with the legs off, and I think it was the other two weren't quite sure how to like react to it right okay so they both fell like a different way it didn't look good uh there's then a pop-up from like indy who launches roxy into the air so then she thez presses onto tiff and then like vice versa she hits a few of these she sends tiff to the outside against the table the commentary table and does a flying tope just sending tiff's head Mm. rocking into this table and then gets in the ring and runs and hits another tope like into the thez press to indy on the other side uh, Indy eventually gains some momentum and control. She hitting, she hits like the short arm clotheslines like Jake the Snake. And then Tiff comes back in and, and 
blocks a, a pinning attempt and then just mushroom stomps the face of Roxanne. I don't know how this didn't just destroy her here for a near fall. And then Indy and Roxanne are on the outside when Tiffany goes up top and hits a swanton dive to both of them when things, I guess, take a turn here where it looks as if Indy's ankle just gets crushed here mm. by the weight of Tiff and Roxanne. And as soon as this happens, the ref is checking on Indy here. The camera completely focuses on Tiff and Roxanne now back in the ring as they do not mention Roxanne. And the whole time you're watching this, Roxanne and Tiff are like talking to each other. They're trying to figure out what moves they're doing, rest holds and trying to do the most like basic mm -hmm. walking around stuff. And everyone in the crowd, the audience is looking elsewhere. So it's definitely just a sticky situation here. Uh, while like we're wondering like, hey, is, is Indy okay? Uh, we see that Indy is then taken to the back. Like, mm. all these people take her out. And again, they're not even mentioning this on commentary. So it's just now Tiff and Roxanne. Finally, they get the ball rolling. It's almost as if the ref kind of talks to them and tells them something. So that they finally start wrestling. Tiff hits the you can't escape for a near fall. There's counters and roll-ups back and forth. There's a huge Rana off the top, like Rey Mysterio-esque from Roxanne for a 2.9. This looked pretty great. This is when Tiff goes up. She, sorry, they're, they're going back and forth with like roll-ups and attempts when finally Indy Hartwell comes back. She is limping down to the ring here. She, she stops Tiff. She hits the moonsault and pulls Tiffany away and then doesn't really run but hops and hits the bull hammer to Roxanne and gets the one, two, three in a pretty scary and hairy looking match here, uh, in, in parts. I found it really interesting to watch, actually, like just seeing how how people react, especially we've seen things happen, Yeah, you know, with pros. We had the thing with, with Shane at WrestleMania and how they worked on the fly there. These are, you know, your developmental talents and how they react in a situation. Yeah, it by all accounts looks like a legit injury yeah. for Mindy. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of, Tiff, Roxanne, and the ref kind of probably just talking, talking to backstage. Okay, how is Indy? Can she come in and finish it? I imagine it's a really bad strain she had. Is it a sprain she had? Uh, obviously nothing broken or I she wouldn't so, come yeah. back in. But to finish the match is really impressive. And uh, yeah, I, I just found it really fascinating to watch. Um, I, I was enjoying this match before the injury i didn't feel the crowd were really into it at all and certainly once the injury happened their focus was elsewhere uh but i thought uh all three were working hard um apart from that kind of springboard uh like arm drag thing aside i thought both were uh, like all three were working really snug there were some nice moments but yeah it did fall apart a little with that injury but credit to indy being able to finish the thing i mean i'm sure she's like if it's not broken, I'm finishing this. I've just won this title. Like, I am not vacating this thing. Yeah. But they're probably going... Because the show went... We, we went late tonight. We normally... The show normally finishes 10.08 right. uh, NXT, and then we're up at uh, 10.15. This ran past the overrun tonight, because I'm imagining they're going, right, what we do? Stall, doing? stall. Like, Sean's going, am I just calling it and putting the t title on Roxanne, Roxanne again or whatever? Um, but yeah, really gutsy performance for Indy to come out and finish this thing. 
Yeah, I, I hope she's okay. We'll definitely be learning. Like by the time you're listening to this the next day or so, like you could be hearing more. I, I the fact that she went back out and finished makes me think that maybe she'll be okay. Yeah, but and if I don't it's know. just a, a sprain or something, like she yeah. doesn't have to wrestle for a few weeks. She doesn't need to defend this thing anytime soon. Like she can be back and healthy in time for battleground and stuff like it looked bad i, I watched it, it back a replay bad. right like it looked it looked scary not as scary as that ring of honor pay-per-view a few no, weeks back no. that ankle but like i am someone i have a serious ankle injury from years ago and just i know we just did a cn tower climb i was fine but the other day i'm walking down some stairs and i i, I like twisted my ankle or something and i'm like still in pain so like I can't imagine the pain these these men and women go through all the time. I worry when I'm at work and I like have to climb up a shelf to grab a bottle and yeah. just like jump off and I think of like the Sid Vicious just <gasps> snapping. We're getting old now. Yeah. Uh, so I we live vicariously through these entertainers. But yeah, uh, after that match, Indy's celebrating. You think NXT is going off the air, but no, it's Tony D'Angelo and Stax. It's the middle of the night. It's raining. And they are at the docks. And you just see them like dumping something into the water. And they say just like Luca Luca Brassi, pretty deadly, sleep with the fishes. And they go, that was pretty easy. They go, yeah. They go, uh, like, what's next for us? You know, tag titles. You know, anyone who crosses us, they might up. They'll end up like pretty deadly. And Stax laughs because he just laughs at everything. And he says, yeah, it's going to be a long drive. And it's some deep water. And we did some business here today. And they get in the car and they drive off Mm. as NXT goes off the air. Yeah. This this definitely felt like a write-off for... uh, I mean, we saw that this is how they wrote off two dimes. Killed him. They killed him. Murdered him. Um, I think this is confirmation. We're absolutely seeing Pretty Deadly um, on Raw or SmackDown. I'd love to see them continue this, though. Like, their debut. <laughs> they is... need to show up soaking wet, soaking. covered in seaweed and stuff. We're <laughs> uh, in Texas next. I just te- looked. Yeah. yeah, so they're... Is there a river between Texas and Florida? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just... we, we have the whole documentary they're drafted but then it's like they're not them there. showing up them being taken in by some old man to his cabin to like feed them like <laughs> Frankenstein and Michael Myers yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> they make their way back to Florida yeah and then it's just so funny that like the gimmick is these guys are mafia so let's just literally kill them it's a great like like now it's any time we have these mass WWE firings like once uh, Dyad finally get their release. All you just need is a picture of Tony and Stan yeah. looking at the river. That's the best part. The segment, the segment's like them, like, well, <laughs> like you don't see them drowning people. You don't see any of that. It's just like, whew, that was hard. That was easy. Or whatever. It's like, Which, oh I mean, it's, they so did funny. the same with like Dexter. Like, there's never been confirmation that he's killed, he's anyone. killed anyone, but it's just. You never watched TNA. Yeah, you never watched Impact. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really funny. It definitely, like, the way they were trying to film it was, like, Goodfellas. Like, there's certain scenes, the way the lighting and everything, like, super funny. Uh, A pretty funny episode, pretty funny, pretty fun episode of NXT, actually. Uh, I was, I was really happy with the Carmelo Hayes Grayson Waller match. So, like, the rest of the show was, was 
fine for me, but still like had my attention. Obviously, this was like a bigger, somewhat of a bigger TV special. So that match definitely delivered. Obviously, they didn't know in hindsight with the injury of Indy and yeah. stuff like that. But I still would have had that match be the main event and then Melo getting hurt and getting stretchered out as like your final image mm. would have been, I think, a bit more impactful. So I am still a little confused of why they did it that way. But either way, like it's still aired and, and it's fine. I, that was my favorite part, like the match and the angle. Something I was wondering when they did it that way round was whether it's they want if this is, say, Roxanne leaving like Roxanne was the one who took the pin. Okay. Um, whether, you know, the typical NXT farewell moment, like she's someone, she's had a championship. She's been a pretty focused character for a while. If she is graduating, they might have wanted her to end the show to get that moment with the crowd after. Fair, yeah. Maybe the injury like dragged the match over a bit, or maybe it's something we see like, you know, on .com after the things go off. But, but yeah. maybe it was that way round. But I thought that angle was great. The the yeah, Walla Mello, uh, all the stuff with Bron there. Good debut for Oba Femi. Uh, funny stuff with Tony and Stax. Brooks Jensen keeping me interested. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this week. I enjoyed this week, and it sets up for like I know they have the battleground the same night as Double or Nothing. But Bron and Mello too is a big enough match to, and it is where Mello's from, right? Mass, so like that's he's right, fine. Yeah. Like that'll be pretty cool. If you're getting Dijak and Dragonov on that as mm-hmm. well, that that's pretty banging. I'm imagining it's some sort of tag match. Gallus, maybe the Dyad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Right. Uh, or uh, have Brooks, Brooks and Hell yeah, Briggs. They never really finished their beef with Gallus, did they? They had no. they beat them, didn't they? Before they went away. It's true. So they were the ones to beat Gallus originally for yeah. the NXT UK titles, and they they've only had the shot. Or no, no, they they won in a tournament or won something. in like some bar fight, didn't they? More more bar oh, fights, yeah. yeah, big daddies, yeah. What if Gallus this whole time? Because we re- it was revealed inadvertently because we're detectives that Big Daddies is the bar that Fallon owns, and yeah. Big Daddies is the bar that Gallus go to. Yeah. So really. There's there needs to be some sort of storyline there. There was a dot com. Gallus can be like, hey, their bar was almost going to go out of business till we moved to Florida. We kept you. In yeah, business. we we no one was drinking. Here. We just had so many Moscow mules every day. Yeah. There was a dot com video of uh, Briggs and Jensen. I haven't listened to it yet, but they are like consoling Brooks backstage. So I think they are getting back together. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was pretty funny. Like for following this show, I know a lot of people out there don't watch NXT, and we are your like your gateway to let you know what's going on. But like, we've been following these guys for so long. This felt like a, the the video felt like they were like treating it like such a big thing. So it made me laugh and it really entertained me. And honestly, Brooks Jensen never wear that outfit. It was like Brian Mann style for that whole, like MJF, the whole epic thing. And then that match. So yeah, uh, this was, this was a, a, a great night of wrestling. Yes. Great night of NXT. Well, that's what we thought. Let's see what you guys thought. We always post up feedback on the Poison Rana Facebook group. Do follow that if you haven't already. Yeah, there's a Facebook page, and it leads you to the Poison Rana Facebook group. We all share fun things in there, including feedback threads. And we start off with Fire Frank, who says, Rip, Elton, and Kit. I'm sorry that Peter Avalon, I mean Brooks, got <laughs> dumped, but he learned a valuable lesson. Bron just hates barricades and walls, doesn't he? What an impressive debut by Ober. See you down the road, Roxanne. Question ah, mark? Maybe. Possibly. And we go to Megan, who writes in, A pretty good bridge episode as we head to Lowell. 
Mello and Braun get to break into their newer skins as babyface and heel, respectively. Especially Mello, who needed to go all the way with his babyface turn without relying on tricks to win matches. Meaning trick. Braun versus Chase is what it needed to be and to establish Braun as a monstrous heel. Battleground being in suburban Boston will be a molten for Mello versus Braun too. The women's title match almost went off the rails with Indy getting hurt only to come back by the home stretch. Roxy and Tiffany did keep it going and I love that Indy won to put those beatable champion labels to bed. As for the rest of the show, Pretty Deadly are sleeping with the fishes and are bound to wash ashore to the main roster. Now with Indy retaining her title, who's got more of a chance to move up? Roxanne or Tiffany? Roxanne, I think Tiffany needs... I see Tiffany as an NXT champion at some point. So yeah. I keep her down here a little longer. Yeah, like Roxanne is young. She's already been champion. They can totally spin off the, oh, I love wrestling and I'm 21 or whatever, yeah. like on the main roster. Make her one of the younger champs on the main roster as well. Yeah. So uh, I could see that. However, Tiffany has been saying recently in some interviews, saying, oh, I want to stay in NXT. There's some things i got to learn still, which makes me go, well, you're probably lying and you're going right. to show up somewhere else. <laughs> Tiffany is a future star. Like yeah. in a few years, she will be in some key matches for WWE. She's got everything. The, the, the swagger, the attitude, the look, and the wrestling. So honestly, Tiffany is the one to watch for me out of all the women in NXT right now. Uh, definitely like see it, her being a big part of someone WWE latches onto as being one of their bigger stars. And she definitely is already delivering for sure. So, you're right, though. I would like to see her as NXT champ here mm. and then eventually go up. So if that's the match, Indy versus Tiff, Tiff didn't get pinned. Nope. So she could be like, hey, that is you know, true. Yeah. I didn't get pinned and all that. So that was NXT. That's what you thought. Thank you, Frank and Megan, for writing in. We will be back next week, of course, every Tuesday night after NXT goes off the air. We go live on the post-wrestling feed with a new up next. Battleground, though, <laughs> we'll be going live the Monday. They made us choose, and we're just we're honest, normal men, and we chose. So. And we will be doing another watch party. What uh, on that Sunday? Uh, tickets to be released soon, but the same place, Gabby's, three hundred nine King Street West. We will be showing Double or Nothing. That's right. So go Double or Nothing with us if you're in the Toronto or Toronto area. The GTA, come hang out. When is it? Sunday, May. Sunday twenty eighth. Something I like that. Say, yeah. Double or Nothing, and no, we won't have NXT on in the next. Thing. It's going to be hard, though. People are going to spoil it for us, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. But we are making our choice, mm. so I'm sorry. But yeah, we will be hanging out in Gabby's Toronto for that. That's a, that's a little sneak announcement. And look, follow this space for more announcements going forward this summer. There's lots of wrestling in our hometown, some wrestling in your hometown, Means we're gonna be in B's hometown. We're gonna be in. We're gonna be in a lot of places, doing a lot of things this summer. So definitely watch this space, especially if you're planning on going to any of these shows or thinking about it. We're gonna be doing some fun stuff, and can't wait to make some more announcements in the near future. But I digress. Go follow us on Twitter, Instagram. I made a joke last week. I said, "Hey, why aren't you following on Instagram?" And a few new followers popped up. So at Poison Rana Pod there on Twitter, Instagram for all that fun stuff. Patreon.com slash Poinsarana for all the other podcasts that we do. And uh, I think that's it. So I myself, Brayden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And what's love got to do with it? Ahoy! Oh,
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.